morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, and I'm reading from verse 9. Luke, chapter 18, and reading from verse 9. To some who were very confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not look, even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man rather than the other went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we can read and look into your word. And we pray that as we do this this morning, that you will reveal yourself to us. That we will learn the things that you will want us to learn. That we will become the people that you want us to become. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Over the last few Sunday mornings at Lum, we've been uh, looking at this series about living upside down. And the thing about living upside down is that you see things differently to everybody else because everything is upside down. We uh, began uh, a few weeks ago uh, looking at greatness in God's kingdom. And uh, we were looking about that passage in Mark when the, when the disciples were arguing about who was the greatest. And Jesus talked about greatness in the kingdom of God as being the very last rather than the first. About being the very lowest rather than the highest. And about welcoming the very least. And then we looked at living in the second mile. And uh, this was in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 5. And we found that living in the second mile was about refusing to take revenge. That was about turning the other cheek. It was about exceeding what was expected. That was about going the second mile. It was about giving with grace. And that was about exploited generosity. And it was about love without limits. And that was about loving your enemies. And then last week we were looking at uh, forgiveness. And we saw that... How Jesus turns our world upside down. It was about unlimited forgiveness. There aren't any limits to God's forgiveness. It was about undeserved forgiveness. There's nothing that we could do to deserve God's forgiveness. And it was also in the, in the passage about unwilling forgiveness. And we saw how sometimes how difficult it is and how unwilling sometimes people are to forgive. Well, today we are continuing to think about living upside down and we're looking at The parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. 
Jesus said to some who were very confident in their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Jesus told this parable. I don't know if you've noticed, but we don't really tell parables anymore, do we? We don't hear people uh, telling parables. Um, We tend to tell uh, jokes, don't we? We tend to tell jokes. Did you hear about the man who put a clean pair of socks on every day of the week? By Friday, he could hardly get his shoes on. Or did you hear about the detective who became famous after solving crimes by pure chance? He was called Sheer Luck Holmes. Or did you hear about the fact that the price of duck feathers has risen, so now even down is up? Which leads us nicely into our Upside Down uh, series. But you see, the thing about a parable is in, in many ways it's, it's like a joke because uh, a parable has a punchline, a sting in the tail. And I don't know about you, but I can imagine Jesus saying, did you hear the one about the Pharisee and the tax collector who both turned up at the temple on the same day? And then he tells the story. And the first thing I want to say about the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector is that they were two very different people. Two very different people. Have you noticed that, that people are different? Just have a look round at the person next to you. You will see that they are remarkably different to you. Uh, We're not the same. We are different. And this is a story that Jesus told about two very different people. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Two different men from two different walks of life, both arrive at the temple at the same time to pray. Hero or villain? Sometimes it's easy to see who the hero is and sometimes it's not quite so easy to see who the hero or villain is. But for this story, it's very important that we understand that there would have been no doubt in Jesus' time that the hero was the Pharisee. Profile of a Pharisee, a.k.a. the good guy. It's important for the parable to work that we understand that the Pharisee was the good guy. The problem that we have is because we're used to reading what Jesus said in the New Testament and in the Gospels especially, and we're used to the the fact that the Pharisees actually, in Jesus' parables and stories and, and sermons, very often ended up being the bad guys. And so there's a sense in which if we already think the Pharisee is the bad guy, then this parable, this joke, this story doesn't work. Because the whole point was the Pharisee was the good guy. Let's just think about the profile of a Pharisee, a.k.a. the good guy. You see, the Pharisee, they were the most respected of the religious groups. There was different religious groups, Pharisees, Sadducees, but the Pharisees were the most respected. They were also the defenders of the faith. They were the people that took God extremely seriously. They were the religious leaders of their day. 
They knew their scriptures. They memorized their scriptures off by heart. They could quote the scriptures to you. They, they learned scripture after scripture after scripture. They were very serious about their Bibles. And they prayed all the time. Do you see why these were the good guys? These were the guys that went to the temple to pray, to read the scriptures. They were also the moral teachers who upheld the law. They didn't just quote scripture, they, they made sure that people kept to the law and encouraged people to keep to the law. So that's a little profile of the Pharisee, a.k.a. the good guy. And then we've got a profile of a tax collector, a.k.a. the bad guy. I'm not making this up. <laughs> this is gospel. Tax collectors were despised people. They were hated. They were unliked. They were unpopular. They were working for the enemy and collecting taxes on behalf of the occupying Romans. Tax collectors are never going to be popular people because they take lots of money from you. But this guy wasn't, the, the tax collectors didn't just take money from you, they were cheats. They overcharged. Think of the story of Zacchaeus, who, when he found Jesus and he came to his home, he talked about repaying anybody four times if he'd cheated them. Tax collectors were known to cheat and overcharged. They were considered as outcasts. You know, in the, in the gospel we have this lovely term, sinners and outcasts. And the tax collector fitted that profile. He was a sinner and he was an outcast. And I, I stress that point because the parable, the joke, the story doesn't work if we're thinking that the tax collector is the good guy and the Pharisee is the bad guy. So you have to forget all that you know that Jesus said and go with the story and remember that the Pharisee is the good guy. Without question, uh, Fred Craddock says, the parable was a shock to its first listeners. Not a shock to us really, is it? If anyone within the community of Judaism would not go home justified, it would have been the tax collector. That's how they would have expected the story to play out. But remember, we're living in this upside down kingdom where Jesus turned things on their heads. So I wonder, who are today's examples of the Pharisee and tax collector? Just to make sure you've got it, I want you to turn to your neighbour and come up with a modern day example. What could we say for the Pharisee and the tax collector? Just have a little chat with the people around you and come up with some characters who could fulfil those roles of tax collector and Pharisee. Just a couple of minutes. Just turn around and talk to people in the pew. Okay, any ideas? Any any suggestions? Who could we come up with today? Anybody? 
Yeah, Fiona. Traffic warden. Oh, yes, yes. We're liking that, aren't we? Or not liking it, yeah? Traffic warden. Okay. Pharisee ourselves. Mm. Mm. That's got an interesting reaction. Anybody else? Come up with anything interesting? Those, those who try to scam people, yeah. Yeah, have you had that telephone call? You know, there's something wrong with your computer. I'm from Microsoft. Just switch on your computer, give me your password, your bank account details, and, and I'll... Uh, and I'll certainly scam you and rip you off. Yeah, there's lots of people like that, aren't there? Any other examples? Bankers? Pharisee or tax collector? <laughs> you decide, okay? You, you decide, okay. Okay, anybody else? Chancellor of the Exchequer. Okay. We don't want to get too political, do we? <laughs> Okay, well I was thinking of like that, the vicar and the villain, or the monk and the drunk, or the bishop and the bouncer. But you get the idea, don't you? The Pharisee is the good guy, and the tax collector is the bad guy. Two very different people. Two very different people. Maybe Ros is right after all. It could be that we are the Pharisees of today. We're religious, aren't we? Uh, we take the Bible seriously. Uh, we give money. Uh, these are all good things to do, aren't they? Two very different people who arrive at the temple at exactly the same time. Two very different people. And these two very different people pray two very different prayers. Two very different prayers. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. Not such a bad prayer, really, is it? Not such a bad prayer. Um, I thank God that I'm not like other men, robbers, evildoers, or adulterers. Well, we, we wouldn't say that we would want people to be like that, would we? We don't want to be like a robber, an evildoer, or an adulterer. Uh, I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. Well, this guy's saying he's taking he's taking prayer seriously. He's giving money to the temple to the poor. These are these are good things, aren't they? These are things that we would encourage uh, people to do. So, on the face of it, not such a bad prayer. Not such a bad prayer. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, "God." Have mercy on me, a sinner. Even the tax collector knows that he's the bad guy in the story. Even if you and I didn't realise it, he did. And the thing is that when we come into the house of God, I wonder, 
How do we come into the house of God? Do we enter the house of God like the Pharisee or do we enter the house of God like the tax collector? I wonder. Two very different prayers. God be merciful to me, a sinner. The tax collector knew he was a sinner. How did he know he was a sinner? Well, people had probably told him. People had probably told him that he was a bad guy. He probably did get those looks when he was walking into the temple. Maybe even one or two remarks and not very nice ones. So this guy knew who he was. He knew where he stood before men, but he also, more importantly, knew where he stood before God. Two very different people who, who pray two very different prayers. And these two very different people who pray two very different prayers end up in two very different places. The two very different people who pray two different, very different prayers end up in two very different places. I tell you, Jesus says, this man, the tax collector he's talking about, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Shock. Horror. What's going wrong? Hang on a sec. Surely it's the religious praying, fasting, giving a tenth of his earnings to God who should be the one that goes home justified before God rather than this sinner who himself admits he's a sinner. But Jesus says, no. I tell you, this man rather the other went home justified before God. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. They arrive in the temple at the same time. They both pray, but they end up in very different places. C.S. Lewis says, humility is not thinking less of yourself. We're not saying that we should think that we are, sometimes, you know, we are told perhaps or have been given the message that we're not very good people and we've taken that on board and we don't think very highly of ourselves. Jesus isn't saying don't think very highly of yourself. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. The Pharisee prayed his prayer and it was about himself. And sometimes we fall into that trap, don't we, when we pray. We pray about ourselves, we pray about the people in our lives, the people in our church, the people that we are concerned about, we pray about the things that affect us. And sometimes we can have that very insular outlook to our prayer life that revolves around me and what's happening in my life, in my world. And sometimes we don't look out to a world that is struggling and suffering. Two very different places these two people end up. Work for a cause, not for applause. Live life to express, not to impress. Not easy to do, is it? Because we want people to like us, we want people to think that we are good people, we want people to think that we are good Christians. 
And so we should. Boy, that Pharisee guy really blows it. Well, yeah, people can get it wrong. I mean, what a jerk. Yes, well, thank God I'm not like him. And of course, the danger in this parable is we think it's about, we think this message is for somebody else. We think this message is for the person next to us rather than for us. And it's so easy, isn't it, in this world to think, thank God I'm not like him. But as soon as we do that, we are, without realising it, exalting ourselves. And whenever we make a judgment about other people, we tend to do so in exalting ourselves. And Jesus says, I tell you, this man rather than the other went home justified before God, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Who are you glad that you are not like this morning? Who are you glad that you are not like this morning? To some who were very confident in their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. You know, sometimes we get parables and uh, the theologians and the the, uh, clever people wonder because a parable supposedly only has one point and they, they wonder what the point of the parable is. Well, Jesus very helpfully in this instance tells us exactly what the parable is about. It's about those people that think too highly of themselves and end up looking down on other people. The other Sunday night we had an interesting cafe church about judgment. And I put a few pictures up of of, uh, some famous people. And uh, we made comments about what we thought of them. And most of them, I I put the usual characters up, you know, the... uh, the uh, politicians, the, the a few villains up there, and we very easily came up with all sorts of, of nasty things to say about these people because it's very easy, isn't it, to look at other people and to make judgments about them, and in doing so, without realising it, we feel a little bit better about ourselves, don't we? And Jesus tells a parable to just such people. Two very different places. The Pharisee comes to the temple full of himself and he goes out full of himself. The tax collector comes to the temple not full of himself but full of what people think of him. And yet, according to Jesus, he goes away justified. Justified, we don't often hear that word in the in the gospels we more associate it with the letters of paul and paul tells us that we are justified by faith as opposed to works and the danger with the pharisee is that they were impressed or tried to impress people by what they did and they made a great show about it and jesus says that the person that went home justified was the person that we might think is the villain. Certainly they thought was the villain. And that was the shock. So two very different people arrive at the temple, pray two very different prayers and end up in two very different places. It isn't so much as how we come to church as how we leave church. 
Pharisee told in his prayer, told God what he had done for God. The tax collector says, have mercy on me, a sinner. Again, Paul reminds us that all have sinned and all have fallen short of the glory of God. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner.